Welcome to the Julie Salant Podcast, the place to reconnect to your heart and live your soul purpose. This is where you will find inspiring information on how to reconnect to your heart, get into mind-body-spirit alignment, and step into your personal power. Together, we will hear messages from the sacred animal kingdom, discuss how to reframe success that works best for you, and learn to step into divine flow, allowing you to do what your soul came here to do. Thank you for being here. And now, let's tune in to today's show. Hey everyone, it's Julie Salant. I am thrilled today. I have a dear friend already. We've been talking. She, her name is Sandra Mendelson. Um, she is, I'm just going to read a little bit about her because she is a channel of animal consciousness, animal communicator, author, blogger, and speaker. And the focus of her work is to share messages from the animal kingdom for the benefit of humans. And she says, I didn't exactly show up on earth this way. My path took several decades to present itself. And we have a kind of similar story, but let's start at the beginning. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Thank you for being here. I'm thrilled you're here. I am really excited to be here. You know, it's, uh, it is so encouraging to meet people like you, uh, where otherwise I'd be one hand clapping. And the fact <laughs> is, no, no, no. We are waking up and our numbers are increasing across the globe. And, and when we do bump into one another, it's kind of like coming home. It's, it, awesome. and it's lovely. So thank it's you. Awesome. <laughs> so you've done so much in, in your life. Let's talk a little bit about your background, because I know you have a little bit of a story as to how you came to the point where you knew that you could speak to animals, but then how you kind of brought that to the world. Well, you know, if anybody's going through a really hard time and they feel lost, I remember this when I was like 30, if you don't hang in there, you don't ever get to the good stuff. And you just don't know what amazing, amazing twists and turns are on your life path. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did the corporate thing um, for 26 years. And then I, I realized I cared more about the people and how they were feeling than the business transaction. So I became a health coach and a light therapist means meaning using red and infrared light tools for pain. And oh, that, okay. that coupled with food and, and diet, anti-inflammatory diet and stuff like that. And became certified to do that for both humans and animals. So my background is all health and healing oriented stuff. And, um, I became certified in equine photopuncture, which is the, what's so cool about this is so many of my clients now are then going out and changing their careers. So like I'll, I'll be living with their animal and then they go, ah, I want to go like become a certified equine photopuncture therapist. And then to see that I get goosebumps to see them launching their businesses and they're like, look at this picture, how much this horse loves the red light. Um, so awesome. yeah, so equine photopuncture is basically using a light tool and it can be something as small as a five inch red light, 650 nanometer red light that looks like a flashlight. And when you apply them to appropriate acupuncture points, you are in effect doing acupuncture with light and not needles. Oh. So this is something it's safe. It can be done by anyone with the right charts. Clearly, you know, legally, if you want to charge money, you should be certified. Of yep. course. But for your own animals, to see them respond and to see, you know, the horses down one day and you work on them and then they're up running around the next day. Wow. It's, I think this is all part of the awakening. It's empowerment. It's us bringing 
stuff back uh, within right. instead of always looking outside of ourselves for help. Sometimes you need it, but not always. Right, right. So yeah, so um, I was working on a horse and it was minus seven in the barn and we were all alone and I'm, you know, down on the ground working on this, on his ting points on his foot and this voice booms loudly in my head. This hay is crap. <laughs> First thing I heard, very unglamorous. About five minutes later, one of the horse moms, a human, walked in and said, there's mold all over the hay. I'm like, okay. And I noticed he was kind of flinging it away. But uh, a few weeks later, a horse down the road completely blew my mind and dismantled my entire understanding of how of even what animals could fathom and how they live and, and their consciousness um, versus humans. And uh, a horse named Emilian said, when the barn closes at four o'clock, we can be our true selves and drop the facade. We hear the birds speak, the plants speak, everything speaks. That, that was... <laughs> because they're, they have a facade for their, for their people. Wow. Oh. You know, again, it, it was almost like he gave me a few pieces of the puzzle like and then snapshot. filled in more. Yeah. And then over the years, I, you know, more and more pieces are filling in. And oh, my goodness, you have no idea yeah. how deep and how wide it goes, especially with horses on yeah. the energetic on the energetic planes. Uh, but most people aren't ready for that. So there's enough to digest right now. But, um, you know, he said things like, you know, horses are always sending love to humans. They just don't know it. And at that moment, I thought, where did they get the energy from to do that? He said, we leave our bodies to connect with all that is because our frequency gets lower being in a body. Yes. Right? Not all animals do that, but horses are ethereal. Yes. A, a tiger told me horses get their energy this way. Birds get their energy from transmitting information that others act upon. Oh. grounded animals lions and tigers and bears get their energy from a cord going from navel into mama earth yep Got i didn't know you know i'm just like really <laughs> yeah and we're the babies here in in their world of course we are they're the master teachers i always say that always they're the master teachers and they're sentient beings are they ever they're more than you know sentient means uh capable of experiencing emotion mm -hmm. and and you know i had a blue jay when i was channeling the book he said he's a perfect thing that shows up on facebook a lot notice odd relationships between animals like a cat and a bird and a you know he, these are intentional yes we are showing humans by example that choice overrides instinct and you can love and care for anyone you choose yes no matter how long that instinct has been there Yep. They like to say, oh, they're only kind of nurturing to this animal because she was nursing and she was kicking up oxytocin. No, what about the male lion that took care of the baby deer? Right. There was no nursing going on. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah. no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> humbling. It's amazing. It's an amazing gift to have to be able to talk to animals and understand what they're saying. And... I'm going to pretend I'm the skeptic because we get this quite a bit, even in 2019. And I know that the planet's awakening, people are waking up, which is amazing and wonderful. And we're so happy. We're all in our own journeys. But sometimes people say, you know, I don't really believe you. Uh, they're skeptical. They kind of look at you and roll their eyes. I got that two days ago um, from somebody that knows me. Um, 
and sometimes even our closest family members, like even my husband sometimes is kind of like, what do you really do? Like, are you really, do are you really, are you making this up? And I'm like, okay, first of all, I could never make up some of the things they say to me. It's, it's not even in my nature. They use words that I don't use, but what would you say? What would you say? Cause you have a lot of experience with this. What would you say to somebody who's listening and they're thinking maybe, you know, I don't really know if this is true. How can okay. we validate this or how can we kind of begin to believe? Okay, great question, number of answers. For you, who is the recipient of their response, understand it is because they have not yet tapped into any of their six sensory gifts. So they're in a box. Anyone who has had an experience of uh, foresight, all of a sudden women are telling me they know what's gonna happen tomorrow, it has nothing to do with animals, or they can hear their mom on the other side. Yes. In other words, when they have had a window crack open in their own life, it's not such a far leap right. to, to what you're talking about. Um, and, you know, I, uh, when I was interviewed on a couple of local news shows, I said, you know, humans are skeptical and that's a healthy thing. And some of the things we say is to make us, everybody feel good. All it is is fear. Yes. <laughs> it's fear of the unknown. And, unknown. and I do tell them in a lot of cases, things are Googleable. I would get information from a, an ostrich. He was like coming through like, like a little Buddha, but he was also saying things, or she, I'm not so good with gender sometimes with the wild animals, because gender apparently doesn't make that much of a difference. More on that later. <laughs> We're heading there too, but you know, give us time. Um, but you know, this ostrich was saying, you know, we're we're very a loose society. We, you know, we'll eat all kinds of things. Anybody will let anybody sit on our eggs, kind of thing. You know, we're and, and I'm like, what? Oh, oh, we were we were prized in the in the time of Cleopatra. We were considered a, I don't know, spiritual. I had no idea. Huh. And I was able to Google all those things. I did a blog post about it. Like, this is what I heard. Here's the Google proof, right? Over and over. And nice. Very validating. You know, Love when I was that. talking to my buddy at the time, um, this squirrel in my neighborhood, he told me his name was Max because squirrels are so close to the human condition that they hear names. And sometimes in, through the fox stream, sometimes they go, that's mine. I want one of those. <laughs> I want to be Max. There was Bossy Pants and Brian and Monty. <laughs> anyway. So I was telling him about this place. I, I take Mr. T, the sanctuary, and I'm describing how beautiful it is. And I tell him about the lake. And he goes, dude, tell me about the lake. I'm like, why not? He goes, because I can't swim. Oh. Google, Google, Google. And it turns out most, most schools can't make it to the other side of any body of water. So they, really? they, avoid, they avoid that. Yeah. I did not, not know that. So Google can help with a lot of stuff that's biologically and behaviorally based. You know, when you get into really way out stuff that's even a stretch for your consciousness, like some of the stuff the horses say, and the elephants as well, yep. um, about um, energetic work that they do. Mm -hmm. You just have to write it down and whoever is ready, you know, will we'll get there in time. That's why I'm working on the next book. And then there's the way out stuff that will be another book to, you know, inch us all along slowly yes so we can get our, yeah. get our get our arms around this stuff the, you know the steps and i would say that a lot of us that have been doing this for a little while understand that we have the information given to us and then we pass it through and our job is not to um make you believe 
although we want you to understand what we're seeing and feeling, but our job is to just give you the information. And then what you do with it is up to you. Because as Sandra said, we're all on different journeys. We all are in different places in our awakening. And um, some have been awakened, but they've pushed it off for whatever mm -hmm. reason. They're listening to their ego mind. We've all are going through our own stuff. So I just wanted to bring that up. Now, you have spoken with many, many animals, tigers, you mentioned, elephants, you mentioned, so domestic and wild animals. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of, as an umbrella, give us maybe, and I know this is hard because you've gotten so mm -hmm. many messages, but maybe a, a couple of themes sure. that they want the humans to know. Absolutely. You know, I also, um, I have something I can share with you if you want, um, uh, you know, some things I've learned about how animals function, you know, what they know about God and death and, you know, this is just a show and things like that. We can share that later. Okay. But I'm going to hone in on a couple of themes because, you know, I gave the animals the floor when I was channeling this book. I, I mean, I was in shock. So I just kept saying, what do you want us to know? And I'll do my best to keep my ego out of this, you know, my own personal anything. Yes. And so one of the major messages um, from squirrels, from horses, from lions, you name it, slow down, slow down. So I, said, I first heard it from a squirrel and I said, well, wait a minute, you fast. He's big. I said, You're, you move fast. He said, but we don't get ourselves in as much trouble as you do. Uh. The squirrels are really fun because when we slow down, I, I can read you one thing that a horse said, and I put this in the um, card deck so I would have some messages to just easily pull, you know, one a day and make it nice and concise. So this horse named Carbon said, when you slow down, your mind clears and your energy field that others feel becomes clear as a pool. Your voice becomes more soothing and people, I'm going <laughs> to slow down now, and people gravitate to you and want to listen to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. So from an energetic perspective, slow down. From a no regrets perspective, like this girl said, you, if you slow down, you don't say as many things you re, as you regret, that you'll regret later. You, right. you give yourself a minute before you blurt, you get more information. Mm-hmm. And you actually give yourself that time to switch into the, oh, that's how I want to show up. Right, right. If you take that second and you, and instead of, oh, geez, I, I moved too fast. I missed that little window. Yeah. To tell that person in that moment, whatever, how beautiful they were. You know, little things like that. So, um, I mean, rabbits, everyone, all the animal world keeps saying, if they had one wish, things would be more like they used to be where we sat down outside and we were just with them. And one thing about that, that's so funny. People tell me, Oh my goodness, Sandra, I spoke with you. And then all these animals showed up. It's not me. It's because <laughs> you have become a mind opening and they are reading your energy field and right. tuning into the thought stream and your intention, which is what animals do. We are all multi-sensory beings, but the animals use that sick, Sense, right intuition tuning into the thought stream right alongside with the the five cents yes we are just learning some of us how to integrate or flip back and forth right right, right. so yeah um people will see 
that when they slow down, that when they start to see animals from a level of respect and equality, the animals will show them, quote, Albert the horse, their tutti fruity that lies underneath. He, he said, most animals only show you their vanilla exterior. Mm-hmm. But our sense of humor, our problem-solving abilities, our compassion, and yes, that intelligence that you humans prize so highly, we will only show you the full extent of it once you start to see us differently first. Mm -hmm. Until then, you will only see through the slats a partial image of our soul. Mm -hmm. so, So that's a great point. So, So horses are very well known for what you just said, reading your electromagnetic field quickly. And they react by giving calming signals, what you just said, by (sighs) slowing down, taking a deep breath. They take a deep breath to slow the human down, right? But it's really important that we see them, and this is what communicators do, I think, first and foremost, after we ask permission to talk with them, which we can get to, we see them as as a, you see a human, right? You see a, a soul, you see a personality, you see a whole being. So in other words, if I had three dogs in front of me, I would not just see three dogs. I see three individual. Thank beings. you. Thank you. And that's what they're talking about when she's, they're saying to Sandra that, you know, you need to see us as individuals, they, they all speak differently. They all have yep. different tones. They all have, they're usually all pretty funny, may I just say. <laughs> and they're all working on different stuff and they're yes. all at different levels of awareness. Yes. So you may get a dog or a cat, for example, talking about domestic animals that is like the Buddha, like Mr. T. I, I lucked out. Totally, well, no, that's my other dog that came back. <laughs> totally well-adjusted no matter what you throw him into. Uh, on a news desk at the ocean for the first time, he adapts. He's just that, but he's even told me he had to work through a lot of that stuff yes. prior to meeting up with me so he could handle me. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. being with someone like me, you know, it's not a, a simple life. And, you know, there are other dogs that will, as Mr. T says, they just bark and bark and bark, and there's nothing you can do about it, and you have to love them and accept them where they're at because they're working on lessons just the way we are. Just as so yeah, are. you just hit, you just so can't slow down. And, and so that's, that's for humans. And then for our interactions with them, you're right. The number one thing we have to do is start looking at them the way we look at humans. Mm-hmm. People go, Oh, I don't know what my dog's feeling right now. I said, do you know what worry looks like on a human face? Yes. I said, go look at your dog right now. Like they, they put themselves in a box of I don't know. Of course you know. Right. Just trust yourself. You've seen your dog happy. You've seen right what happens with the eyebrows and yeah. the tensing of the muscles. Yeah. So slowing down also will enable us to pay more attention. The yes. number one thing about connecting with your own animals is number. Well, there's like more than one. There's never one thing. There's never one. Um, thing. Never. That'd be too so, easy. <laughs> it would be. Everybody's like, just give me one answer and let me go, right? What's the one pill that will cure all disease? I don't have that either. But, but you know, the, the thing you have to remember is trust what you feel. You want to start connecting with your animal? Keep a little notebook. Write down, I thought I felt this. You will start seeing patterns emerge. Number two, we try too hard. 
We force, we strive. When you are connecting, you're now trying to flip from the striving into the receiving mode. Mm -hmm. Very hard for humans. Mm -hmm. It really requires, especially for very left brain people that are verbal, like you and I, you know, we spend a lot of time talking and communicating to flip that off and allow, allow signals to come in. You know, and another thing is, if you think it's going to be like Dr. Doolittle, you know, like Eddie Murphy or Rex Harrison, and you're walking through life going, blah, 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 blah. yeah, I don't know about you, but I've it's never not, had. <laughs> it's not like that. It's not. Like no. That. In fact, I'll tell you something. There are some animals that don't want to talk to us. Thank we may, you. We may be ready and, and to say, hey, how are you? And they may be, I had a horse the other day. They asked me to talk to the horse. Uh, and when I first met her. She was so shut down that uh, she just turned her back to me. Like, here's my butt. And I was like, that's okay. I understand you don't want to talk now. I'll come back later. And then 10 minutes later, I went back and she actually went and smelled my hand. And we started having a little, a little short conversation. It's not like all, um, you know, they're going to give you a dissertation, right? Sometimes it's just a couple words. And because depending on where they are, as you said, they could have come from a terrible background, especially rescue animals. For, if you're talking about horses or domestic animals that you rescue, all my animals are rescues, right? So I've got a rescue dog, I've got to rescue cats. They have gone through something traumatic. They don't, they don't know what's going to happen. So imagine Sandra, that I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to put you in my car and I'm going to start driving. I'm not telling you anything. You're going to be like, um, where am I going? And uh, am I going to be okay? Are you going to hurt me? I don't even know who you are. Talk a little bit about how we can communicate better Beautiful. So glad, so glad you asked that. You know, now they have all these crazy articles saying people that talk to their animals have now proven to be more intelligent. Hello. <laughs> I'm all in for the science. The bottom line is I do not care if you think you sound like the crazy cat lady. Talk to your human, your non-human partner. I hate yes. the word pet or my pet. Yes. Just the way you would talk to someone you love and care about. We're going to go here right now. Yes. Okay, I'm going to be gone for a week. I'm going to bring you to this lady. And, and if you can, the best thing is to, even if you have to, I have to close my eyes, show them the picture of what yes. that looks like, yes. of you walking to the car, going in the car, driving to the place. That it, they read the pictures in your mind. In yes. fact, they hire animal communicators exactly for what you're saying. And I've heard the interviews where they, uh, you know, dogs are rescued from a hoarding situation or a, a hurricane en masse. And before they get on airplanes or their meat markets in Korea, yes, they, they hire the communicators to tell the dogs, you're going to safety and showing them you're going to go on an airplane. It's going to yes. be a long time. You're going to be in a cage and what it's going to look like when you get out. And then the difference that they see in the pet animal, sorry, the, the behavior. Into yeah, in, in their in their behavior um, is it's remarkable. Night it's night and day, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, these are the basics, you know? If, and Mr. T said, you know, about leaving your pet at home. Why does my dog bark so much? The first question out of my mouth is, how many hours was your dog alone today? Oh, 12. Wouldn't you have a lot to say? Uh, and yeah. bark because, first of all, they are social creatures. Yes, they have different needs the way we do for companionship. Yes. Like Mr. T says, some of us just sleep when we're alone. Others find being alone very hard because it brings back bad memories. Mm -hmm. So if you could just start taking every principle that you know about all the things that scare people and, you know, what we like to know and what we like to hear and feel, so do they. Yes. So do they. 
So that that is a huge, huge step in connecting with them and bringing the, the perceived walls down. Right. Right. You know, they when I first brought Mr. T home, he would not sleep on my bed for five months. He had a he had to trust me. He had been through crap. He had been dumped on the side of the road and was unrecognizable as a dog. He'd been out there a really long time, apparently. Wow. And uh, yeah, so you got to give, you were so right. And here's something else, though, that I also want to mention about horse behavior. And this can tri trip people up. When, when a horse turns its butt on you, it, depending on the circumstance, it means one of two completely different things. Like in your case, right, horse had been through crap. You show up, horse turns around and shows you his butt. When horses are doing energy work and they turn around, like let's say, you know, they're, and you know what they're doing. Okay, you relax, they're, they're muzzling you, or you, they're sweeping, or you just start to feel your energy field, calm down. And then they turn around. They are working on your root chakra. Right, right. Right? So people go, what does this mean? And what does that mean? But I know, you know, he, he wanted to be alone. It, Not necessarily. <laughs> it's, a, it's a micro world. You know, I, it, it's situationally specific as to what that means when they turn around, you know, they, and I, I think in your case, you were really, you were spot on, you know? Sometimes well, he, he, yeah. he may have never uh, talked to a communicator before. She, they, you've got to remember that just like people, we're all on our journey. I keep saying that, but it's true. So we have to have that compassion and, and understand that you, you, what we do is all energetic and we need to come to them with our walls down and open without any, preconceived notions, which is hard, and just be that kind of pool of water and just very, you know, I'm just calm and I'm going to relax and whatever you want to show me, I'm here to, I'm here. And if you don't, that's okay too, because we can't force them to talk to us just mm -hmm. as you can't force your animal to talk to you. But I'm willing to bet that if you're with your animal day and night, as you've said to me and in, in the book, I know you've talked about you know, they see us all the time, right? And we forget that they're with us. So they see yeah. us, you know, say you're, I'm having an argument with my husband or something and I, or my sister and I'm on the phone with her and I slam the phone down and I'm like, oh, she's such a jerk, blah, 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 blah. They see that and they hear that. My sister doesn't, but they do. So they're going to remember and react to that. And they're going to do two things. And you tell, tell me if I'm right. They're either going to walk away because they don't want to deal with it. They want you to, and you, they want you to handle your stuff or they're going to try to help you and get you through it with whatever energy or tools that they can. So if they come up to you and when I'm sick, they always come near me like, I'm going to give you all I have. I'll take whatever I can from you. Even my little cat that's, you know, five pounds, right? I mean, how, mm -hmm. how do he animals heal people? What are the various ways that people may be experiencing a healing but not know it? Again, um, this is also so specific to the individual animal, what their skills are, you know, how yeah. everybody, we all want to say, well, let's see, all my Dobermans will live till 16, all of my, I mean, I literally had someone say that, I don't understand, I'm like, you're kidding me, right? That's like when Barbara Streisand cloned her dog. Yeah. Okay. And you wonder why it's not the same dog. Yeah. I did the duh. Okay, let's yeah. not go there. Individuals, <laughs> individuals, people, individuals. And you know, I just saw something that you'll see on Facebook. It made me cry. I love it. This golden retriever, every time his human cries, he brings her dirty socks because dirty socks are his favorite thing. 
Oh. Right? Sharing his favorite thing with her. I'm like, oh my wow. God, I love him so much. No, Mr. Key doesn't bring me dirty socks, okay? Um, <laughs> he's, he's just the calm in the storm. And uh, as I was telling you earlier, you know, um, each animal, there's no, number one, there's no accident as to what animal you're with. There are times that an animal will get very sick and you are learning about your own ability to help this animal heal and remain calm and stay in a state of love. You know, other times, like with this dog, knock on wood, he's been completely asymptomatic and totally healthy. And he is um, a, a, quite a teacher. And as I mentioned to you, if I, uh, you know, like as we're supposedly growing and ascending, some of our old stuff comes up so we can clear it. And you, yes. you may be experiencing emotions and stuff you thought you were way, way over. And oh my goodness, how did, where is it even coming from? Yes. It's not, it's not even a so like, let's, let's I was say, done with rage. <laughs> Heck no. Like all of a sudden you're in a rage. Like there's nothing to be angry about. What's wrong with me? It's coming up to be cleared. Right. Great woman named Lori Led that, that does a lot of that on YouTube. I keep sending people there like, thank you, because she's great with this whole human ascension thing. Um, so I was experiencing some anger, and Mr. T did not come into the bedroom. He stayed on the couch, and it was many hours later. So not, not mirroring, simply responding to... Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe horses and dogs, they respond to our behavior. Mm -hmm. They don't, I don't believe they mirror it. Mm -hmm. um, but so, you know, there are so very many ways. I mean, once, many years ago, I was so tired. I could barely walk him. It was late at night. And he's out in front of, of me on the lease. And all of a sudden, like, it's this jolt of energy. And I'm like, did you do that? And he turns around and goes, oh, you did that. <laughs> normally I'm too in my freaking head to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. they can send you energy, you yeah. know, and love. I mean, and I had a, a dog I channeled um, when I was writing the book who said, you know, when, when dogs are in a really dire circumstance, they really need to use their energy just to stay alive. But when their needs are met, you know, good food in a loving home, they help out by energetically sending you, by sending you energy to help you deal with it. Energy right. and love. Right. Right. So they're always doing it. They're always doing it. Let's talk a little bit about, um, and I'm, and we're going to do a little stretch here for people because I want to kind of give the gamut uh, yeah. as best we can, an overall picture of how amazing these creature, creatures are. And we talked about, I brought it down from the animal consciousness down to, you know, dogs and cats that are more domesticated. But let's talk about the soul of animals and how they choose their people because a lot of us think that you know for rescues let's just say we're going to go out and you know we're going to go get a rescue and it just happens to be that dog or that cat and we bring it back and and everything's working but you and I both know that as you said there are no coincidences and things happen for a reason and I believe that they choose us they have a soul contract with us. Would you kind of explain that a little bit? Because I think that's really important. Yeah. And um, by the way, I'm still getting more pieces to the puzzle of, on this issue. And I, I, a recent client reading I'll, I'll share with you because I learned something about them coming back that I didn't know. 
first of all, um, I had a client who said, how come we went to the shelter and this kitten came racing toward my daughter, yes. a daughter, and she knew. And this is what that now grown cat said to me. All who you have ever loved remain a part of your energy field and it shines forward from you across time. You might say for us, it's like following the North Star or a bell calling us home. Now, when I moved down to Florida and I had, uh, Mika, my black Pomeranian, had been gone since 2010. I did not meet Mr. T. Turns out he might have been five. If, if, if the math worked out, he would have been born a few months after she left. Who knows? But anyway, he told me I had to tune into your signal and find a way to get me there. It wasn't easy, but it is the purpose. It is my purpose. It was the purpose. It is my purpose, which is love. Wow. I'm like, you tuned into my signal. Okay, so here I am taking all these pieces and putting the puzzle together. Like, okay, so Nika's energy is in my energy field. Wow. And he may not remember everything about being Nika. Right. But he, he knew he had to go find that energy. Wow. And here's more. So a client comes to me and she's, she didn't, I did not even know how long the, the dog had been on the other side or anything. I knew no details. She said she had spoken to two other animal communicators and got the wrong answer. And I was like, uh-oh, that's uh -oh. different. Right, right? I know. I thought, flag. Okay. But it turned out not to be that. It was, okay. yay. Okay. So all I knew was that this was a 16-year-old dog and she had been on the other side for three weeks. And before she even sent me the picture, this dog came through saying, they keep telling me I have to, they, in quotes, they keep telling me I have to slow down that the body hasn't pick, been picked out yet. But I, it's so hard to wait when I want to go and say, Ma, hey, I'm back. Let's get back to work. I mean, I feel great. I feel like a puppy. I'm not tired anymore. Wow. I'm not tired anymore. And then while he's, she's talking to me, she goes, I know, I know, I hear you. So there is a process. And she's like, I guess we all have to learn patience and surrender to the mystery. But they told me they would let me know when the body is picked out. And then, and they would, they would let me know. And then I can reach out to my mother and give her the signal so she knows she's drawn to where to find me. Oh, the other thing, the woman had been looking at puppies, thinking that like my dog is, re is like ready to come back now. And maybe something's keeping me from her. Right. She said, I saw my, my mom looking at puppies and I surrounded them with my energy and I know she felt it. This woman, that's why this poor woman was so confused because wow. she felt her dog's energy. But this, it was, I was, I felt so blessed because the dog was so clear and came through and gave the human exactly the clarity she needed to just hold on and surrender to the process. Right. So people go, well, I thought they picked their bodies because, you know, I had a skunk come through and say, and other animals tell me, we don't know what form holds the message our soul needs, uh, the lessons that our soul needs to learn. Mm -hmm. It's always a surprise. Okay. The skunk, said, the skunk said, this time I'm a skunk. Next time a walrus or a porpoise or even a human. But you have to be ready for that because it's complicated and you have to live in your head and have your senses dumbed down. But he went on to say what tremendous value there is in being human because to distill it down, if our intention is high, we can create concrete reality that benefits all. Right. You know, we are masters of tools and structures and things like that. Anyway, so uh, I 
and still learning all these things that happen about, you know, when it's time to come back and do they, you know, oh, that's the other thing this dog said that we cannot know time frame because there is no such thing as time. There's no such thing as time in that realm, right? When you're out of right. body and you're not living according to this human fabrication. So we all want to know, when's my pet coming back? What are they going to look like? I mean, Liz Mitten Ryan, who runs a wonderful uh, encounter with horses called Equinicity, she was one of the first to do table work and at Liberty, you know, energy, the horses come and do energy healings in yeah. this gorgeous place in Kamloops, Canada. She had a whippet who came back as a Leon Burger, which is a massive dog. How she knew, well, I was lucky. I had a black dog, small black dog. I got another small black dog because I'm still a novice at this. I think he somehow, they, they made it easy on me to know that he was the right one. Because wow. if, if it was a cat or I don't know, would I know? Other people tell me. I know a woman who's, who's on the fifth incarnation in this lifetime with her cat. What? She's convinced. Well, the woman is probably, you know, 70 or whatever. If the cat lived roughly 10 years, it's easy to see how she could. Uh, again, you know, you can't prove a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And my attitude sometimes in the real nebula zones, is it hurting somebody if they really, really believe? You know, they're supposed to walk a path with that animal. Right. They're right. going to. Right. And, and other times you have just, in uncontrovertible, whatever the word is, proof where yeah. the behaviors, yep. you know, yep. uh, there are unique things that 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 animal will do, and you're like, it is you, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and they get you right away, and they come to you right away, and I think everybody I know has had a story where the animal comes to them right away. Well, we chose this one because it came to me right away, and it seemed like the bond is already almost half formed, and you're just meeting, and it's kind of like, how does that happen so quickly? Because it's probably the same animal i do think that they come to us in different forms at different times for different reasons mm -hmm. and that each form has something to teach us and it, what's what's so interesting is um you know in my background i have an ancestor that was killed at the salem witch trials one of the only men and he was killed for talking to a black cat I have a black cat that I rescued and this cat is my guardian and has been for a long time. And I know that, and I know it's the same one. And I asked, I channeled the man and I asked him, well, why did that happen? And he said, the cat was going to die and it needed my help. And I could not say no. And I'm the same way with animals and you are too. I mean, I'll, whatever it takes, like, we're going to fix it. We're going to try, we're going to do something. And so it's incredibly, uh, it's such a lot of energy to think about, but it happens all the time and it's probably more frequent than you might know. So you may have a cat or a dog or a llama or a ferret or, and it might remind you, hey, they seem like, you know, the old one that I used to have that passed away a year ago. It could be the same. You keep coming back with your soul group, right? right. You've heard that expression about humans. Yeah. Well, guess what? Your non-human companions are part of your soul group. Yeah, because they're teachers. They're trying to help you through, and they have to learn things, and you have to learn things. So it's all part of the journey, and we're all connected. It's, it's really important that people know that you're not out there singularly, and your animals are not singular. They're, even if they, they're supposed to be in a pack, they're all, we're all connected. So what you do with your animal and what the animal does with you impacts another animal and another person 
we're all part of the same team. We're all playing on the same team. Let's just put it that way. But we don't have the luxury of seeing that web, that grid that all the animals see, but we don't. And people say, well, if I was an animal before, then how come I don't remember it? And I, I really believe one of the reasons, because as you and I say, there's always lots of reasons. One of the reasons is that if we could remember what it was like to feel the connection with all life and see it mm. and then be back in the human form, isolated or perceived, I think we would be suicidal. Be so hard. Yeah. You know, that's like what, that's what a, um, that's what a blue whale had said to me about the signaling back and forth with the environment and how their brains work, which is why we take an animal and put it in captivity. And we wonder why, oh, animals get depressive syndrome and they have mental illness because their brains are no longer signaling back and forth with the environment. Oh. The way they were designed to. Right, right. Energy, right? Right, they, right, right. And so they're not, they're not working function. You know, they're it's, not like, function. it's like putting, putting you in isolation, Right. And you're away from, from others and you're not, you're not getting anything back for what you're sending out. And after a while, it's just like talking to the wall and you just get tired and sad. And right. I agree with you a hundred percent. The animals are always putting energy back into the earth, back, you know, and the oceans. We're the only species that don't. So that constant flow of energy, you get, receive it and you put it in. We cut that off when we throw them in captivity. Right, and then we cut it off for ourselves with our ego mind and and buildings, buildings and technology, and then we wonder why we're, you know, people are sucking down anti-anxiety pills, or we feel like this. We're wired for sound, and we can't sleep because we have yanked ourselves out of the cycles of nature. I mean, whether you like it or not, newsflash: you're a machine, but you're an energetic one. Right. And you're affected by a whole lot of different things. Right, right. Said the giraffe. <laughs> there's, there's so much to talk about with animals and consciousness and how they're helping humans. I mean, what would, I'd love to know what an elephant says, because I love oh. elephants. And they're so smart and they're such sentient beings. I mean, they're just amazing. I know they are. But what do elephants think about humans? And they're, we're doing some terrible things to them, but there are a lot of good people that are trying to save them and love them. What do they think about the human race? I'm going to try to talk without crying. Mm-hmm. The reason being, I haven't even shared most of this stuff of late. I have been communicating with two real life elephants that I'm going to actually meet next year in South <gasps> Africa. Oh, yeah. And cool. Jabulani and Tokoy, they are, they are real. And the fact that they, they are answering so many questions for me. How do I distill this all down? You know, that one can speak for all. Right. Um, elephants only need about two hours of sleep a night. And I said, is that because you're doing energy work? And they said, our vibrations are already high. You humans need a lot of sleep because you heal overnight. You heal because of your stress and your um, uh, uh, separation from source. Right. And and the programming and the limiting beliefs. That's why we need sleep and they don't. Wow. The other, and oh my goodness, elephants. You know, they have been watching man. Oh, you'll appreciate this based on what you just, <laughs> what you just said about the Salem Witch Trials. So Jabalani and I are going back and forth and he's telling me about the energy work that elephants do. 
they allow Mother Earth, so they'll call riverbeds on the planet to allow Mother Earth's water energy to move. And they'll take down trees because there are patterns of energy. And when it's stuck, the source of all disease is stuck energy, according right. whether it's in our bodies or, okay. Then they also move out ideologies. He said, imagine us leaning against a wall and pushing out old ideologies that have like energy. If you can imagine moving walls of energy, just let it go with that. And then he said, we look the way we do, dense. So we can do our work incognito and unobstructed. A few hundred years ago, if I were caught, I would have been burnt at the stake. Wow. It's so funny that you mentioned that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. The, the horses, okay, horses, whales, elephants. Now, other, uh, many other people say dolphins too, and there are real dolphin channelers. I can, I'm only speaking for... And I only got a tiny bit from the whales. I haven't spent any time there. Like right now, heavy, heavy duty for years. Lots of stuff from elephants and horses. Yeah. But for sure, horses, whales, elephants, maybe dolphins too, are doing a tremendous amount of energetic work. Yes. I've had a horse named Honeybee who has told me about how they, I, uh, Rhino told me that horses travel at night. Yes. So she told me about this stuff. It's out there. And I don't even know if, you know, all the listeners are ready for it. But suffice it to say, you think they're just standing there looking pretty? Yeah. They're, the inner life is they're doing what matters, work. both for the elephants and for the whales and for the horses. And yes. they, you know what? They may all have their personalities, the elephants. Like, they may bicker over who gets to walk first and the horses. But remember, horses of all those species, horses, whales, dolphins, elephants, only the horses are dealing with the humans on a day in, for the most part, the most right, part, right. day in, day out basis. Right. So horses do real one-on-one -on -one work. It right. doesn't mean they don't do work on the collective like the elephants do, um, but really one-on-one. -on -one, um, but think so, about yeah. how much elephants, how big they are and how much they can process and how big horses are and how much, and whales, and how much they can process versus a human. Size, size is irrelevant. If I read to you what I've gotten from a gecko who parks himself right outside my window here, Size is irrelevant. The ability to leave their bodies in an instant. An elephant can do it, and a gecko could do it. So forget about size. I'm telling you, this oh, size. Right? Oh, so much, I didn't know that. So it's consciousness. And I have pictures I can share with you after this gecko showed up every day, five days in a row at exactly 11.11. Hello. Wow. And I'm like, and he's doing these meditations on form, how form means nothing. And I start putting on makeup and he's, he gets all agitated. He's jumping up and down. He's like, I'm trying to discuss, the, you know, that form is unimportant and you're fussing with the appearance of form. I'm like, oh, that was really bad. But anyway, at the end of this week-long gecko and, you know, gecko wisdom and meditations, I go upstairs to do yoga, I lie on my floor and open my eyes, and there in the sky is a rainbow in the shape of the gecko I will email to you. Wow. And then um, a couple weeks ago, I posted on Facebook, I look up in the sky and I can't believe literally a perfect bird, a toucan and a, and a seahorse in rainbow. What? Um, Oh, I'll show it to you. I mean, the, when, when you are an opening yeah. for how we are all so, ex and even if you can only hold on to it and feel it for a second, yeah. the animal kingdom steps up to show you you're on the right track. If you're practicing Reiki, who do you think is going to respond faster, an animal or a human? The animals let you know, hey, I feel that. Yeah, they do. Right away. You one Reiki class, I feel it. Yeah. One and then right they away. slam their butt up against your hands, you know, yeah. and you're like, you feel that? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah they, so in that way, you're right. That's another way. They were wonderful teachers to help us acknowledge all the things we really, all the gifts that we have, yeah. these abilities that we have. They're like, yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> that always feels good because sometimes we all need a little confirmation, right? A little bit of like, yes, you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. Keep going. You know, everybody needs that. And no, well, that look at this is the kind of work that you and I are talking about. You know, it's not like, okay, I'm going to break my butt and get this presentation out. Yeah. And I'll edit it and I'll practice it and I'll rehearse it and I'll get it. It isn't like that. And it isn't 24 seven. And you have periods where you don't feel anything because you're processing your own issues and you feel completely cut off. It's like, will it come back or is this the end? Yes. So I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's why little communities are forming and we do cheer each other on, you know, when we, we have to. hear something or, yeah. We have to. Well, we are, we are running out of time. I have so much to talk with you about. <laughs> We're going to have her back on a couple different times because we have so many things that we can, we can talk about and give information out and, and make it fun. We have stories. But what would you like to leave the listeners with? Because I know there's a lot that you've shared today. But for somebody out there who's thinking, you know, I kind of get it, but how can I maybe, what can I do? But what would you like to share with them that they could take away? Okay. Well, you know, there's so, so much wisdom from the animals to help us be happier. But then when I, when I, it seems that most people want to know, how can I connect with my own animal? Yes. And uh, I do have a blog post where I put together steps that people can do, you know, exercises and steps people can take. And um, because the fact is whether you feel it in your body or you hear words or you see images or you just have what's called paracognition, that sense of instant knowing, you're not going to really know what your ways are until you just keep trying right. and seeing and seeing the world at that moment through the eyes of your pet, you know, mimicking their behavior, um, and, uh, going really slowly and how you, when your hands are with them, there's a bunch of ways to get you in tune with them energetically and your mind has to be where their mind is not in the past not in the future not on your phone not worried not freaking out you know it starts with such basics such basics so um yes there is a, in fact i think i should i'll repost it so it's at the top of okay. my blogs instead yeah, so of back can, in 2018. Cause I can put a link to it. Cause I'll have a link to all your social media below. And, and as well as let's talk about the, the freebie that you're going to offer everyone, which I'll have a link as well. Cause you'll see that I'll have a link to all of her social media as well as her website and everything else, the email, how to reach her. Um, but let's talk about the freebie that you're going to offer everyone as well. Well, actually I think you just hit on two links that I should send you um, because they would be good freebies. Uh, one of them is that article about yep. how you can start connecting with your pet. And the other one is in no particular order of uh, priority, some takeaways that I've learned of, over the last seven years of channeling about the animal kingdom. There is one thing. I mean, just imagine this. Imagine you could spend your whole life as a woman, never looking in a mirror. <sighs> just sit with that for a minute about how different your focus would be, how different your understanding and, and quote analysis or evaluation of yourself would be if you never looked in a mirror. Mm. Yeah. That's how 99.99% of all animals, they never look in the mirror. I see squirrels that have 
you know, skin disorders and they're bleeding and they're acting just like every other squirrel. Nobody ostracizes them. Form doesn't matter in the animal world. There's no comparison and judgment. Right. Huge. That's why we love them. Right. That's why we love them because they love us. If we've gained weight, they love us. If our hair's messed up, they love us. If our makeup's not on for women and we're always concerned with going out the door, looking perfect or as good as we can. So Mm -hmm. they love us unconditionally and they don't judge us. And that is why some of the work that horses are doing with veterans and people that have PTSD, women that have been abused. My theory is that horses help so much because they process and understand what we're going through very quickly. They know where you are in a second. They get it. Like it takes us a little while. We're behind them. We're always behind. They get it. And then they know how to pivot and act accordingly. Mm -hmm. But I love that you said that. I think that's so important, the judgment. And and so that's, that's what we want to offer them, right? The, the non-judgment that you love them. So give yourself the grace that you give them. And you know what? I've gotten a lot better. When Nika left, I kept saying, you know what? If it is possible for her to come back, I want to show her I can do it better. Uh, and, and that was the, and then I let, and then I left alone. Cause for four years, I couldn't even mention her name without crying. I was not handling this very well yeah. anyway. And so Mr. T who came into my world, uh, you know, almost four years ago, and I will leave you with his version of what we're talking about, that it's the insides that matter, not the outside. Uh, he said, imagine light beaming from inside each person you meet. There is just sticky mud covering it. Dogs and all animals can see that light even when you. Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, thank you for being here, Sandra. I've loved every second of this. I love talking with you. I love all your stories and your experiences. And I know that this is going to help people. So I'm thrilled and I'm going to have you back on because there's so much more we can talk about, but I will have all the links below to reach Sandra. She's amazing. She's, uh, she's got a book out. We're going to have all the links for you so you can, can but, um, please reach out to her. Please check out her website. She's got soul messages from pets to their people. Uh, she's an amazing communicator and she's an author and a blogger and she has a lot to share and she's in high demand. And I thank you so much for being here today. I really, really love chatting with you. Thank you. The feeling is so mutual. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Thank you, everyone.